0: The rookie D linemen are juiced up. The wide receivers are in an all-out fight for roster spots. Risers and fallers today on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. It's your Friday edition of Locked On Chiefs. We're going to get into everything going out there, and I'm really excited about who is starting to make the noise On that defensive front, we're brought to you today by eBay Motors, our friends and sponsors. They want to get into helping you win your championship, whether it's your team or whether it's your car. You can get in there. It's the same. Everywhere you go, parts that fit, on the cheap, that get you where you need to be. Stay in the game with eBay's guaranteed fit. You can find it at ebaymotors.com. Get after it and check out that guaranteed fit. Only for U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. I'm excluding a couple of things until later. Later, we're going to talk risers and fallers and what are the warning signs going on right now, injury-wise, at Chiefs camp. The wide receivers are battling and guys are starting to start making their points made. A couple of guys that you've heard me talk about before, we're going to get into up and down for them as well. But first, today, we're going to start with the rookie pass rushers. On the defensive front, I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com and RGRFootball.com, where you can find all my analysis on the league, on the Chiefs, the whole nine yards. Make sure you get subbed on the subsect at NFL33.com. Thanks for making us your first listen here on Locked On, though. Make another Locked On show your next one, because we're here five days a week for all of you guys, especially you everydayers, but you guys already know that. If you want to get in on the action, make sure you sub and hit the bell here on YouTube, because that how you're going to get the notifications when we go live. This one, I had to put off a little bit. So not live tonight, but tomorrow, I'll look to doing that again. And if you want to get all the instant information, make sure you get on the text line. It's 816-357-8781, and you can get in right now. Go ahead and text us there, and everything else will follow. I'm excited. We go through every day, and, and every day you get inundated with reports back and forth. But I have some eyes out at camp as well that are helping me Pick out a couple of things that I think are going to be truly crucial down the line. And one of them is how the rookie pass rushers develop. Obviously, we know the situation with Chris Jones is at an impasse at this point. It will get resolved eventually, but you're going to need some help. Uh, I saw from Turk Wharton here today. We'll talk more about him later, but he's just one guy on that defensive front rotation that needs to start stepping up. Charles O'Menohue missed today with a strained calf. So you got to see who gets the next opportunity. And two guys stood out, uh, both guys that can play inside out, but I think really have a home at one position or the other. Uh, first, Felix DK Uzama, who's been starting to come on, starting to feel that kind of rush that, hey, I'm getting the click of this and I'm getting more comfortable. Had a couple nice pass rush reps today. Uh, By all accounts was a guy that was on the rise for where he's been consecutively here. Uh, Saw some reps against the twos, uh, a couple of tackles uh, that were rotating pretty heavily from what I saw. And I think that's a really positive note for Felix because Whether or not you're going to reduce many who down consistently or if it's just going to be kind of a a matchup dependent game plan type move, you got to have wave after wave after wave of pass rushers. Felix is going to have to get there as a first round pick. There's a lot of pressure on him, but I think he's starting to round into shape. And I think that's only because he missed the OTA sessions and that catch up phase is what we've been witnessing so far in camp. That's pretty normal. When you start behind the curveball because uh, you're not able to participate in OTAs, as much as mental reps will help you get prepared, the actual physical reps are the things that get you ready to be on the field. And I think that's what he was missing out. So I've been waiting patiently. Um, we started to see a little bit of inkling, but today it seems like he actually turned a bit of a corner and is is ready to contribute, ready to really push that. And the guy's got juice. We we can't deny that. We've seen it on film from K State. We've seen him uh, when he is comfortable. Uh, you know, we can't first started yet. You, you see his personality come out a little bit. Uh, John with uh, with Wanya as well. I, I think that all settles down into the way that you attack the pass rush. It's not it's not just coming off the ball quickly, which he can do. It's also having a plan and having the ability to adapt to what you're getting from the offensive tackles in the league. These are, he's been his first 10 days of reps against NFL talent. So I'm pretty excited about where he's at. And again, with Mike Dana out with a calf, uh, many who out with a calf, those are two guys that could man the edge and two guys that are going to get a lot of reps um, because the, the defensive staff trust them to have Felix be able to come in, filter in, and now bring a little bit of juice like you saw George bring late in the season last year. That's what we're looking for, and then the, the one that I'm really excited about because it's been a, it's been a long time coming. And Daniel Wise has been getting Chris Jones reps at defensive tackle, but this guy's been lurking, waiting in the wings. And Kendrick Coburn decided to just destroy dudes today, and he was all over, pushing the pocket, ripping the pocket, getting through the a gaps. Looked like he did at times at Texas again. Uh, again, it was not against uh, you know it's not like he was beating up Creed and Trey or anything, but it looks like he's, he's starting to get the feel for it himself as well. And he's a guy that I really do feel, much like Colin Saunders, despite their uh you know, 330 plus weight, and guys that don't look like they're gonna be super explosive, they are. And I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna compare Counter Coburn to Colin Saunders forever. Um, because Colin is a is an elite athlete for his size. Coburn has that pass rush, that that attack, and he's got man strength, and I really like that that's starting to come together for him too. So when you have two guys that now are both rookies and both playing off of uh, the positional opportunities that they have, now they get to work together. And I think that starts to come together and you get not just you know A and B, but you get a raise. The parts are are more than just the sum. So I'm really looking forward to how that progresses over the next couple of days. We have the first preseason game coming. And so you can see that there's an uptick towards it. And I do think, especially for rookies, There's that kind of uh, anticipation, almost an anxiety uh, about getting out against NFL competition for the first time. And it does feel like both these guys are on the rise. They're playing up to that. They can see it from here now. It's a little bit more real and they're starting to come on. We have to see more of that, but I'm really excited about the way that that's going to come together because that rotation is going to be significant. Now, we got to talk about who's fighting for other spots because there's a lot. And I think. People are starting to come around what I've been talking about for quite a while about some of the guys down low or quote unquote lower depth chart guys that are going to push to make this roster We'll get to the wide receivers after this. But first, I got to tell you, you want to get in on this. August is here and that means the official start of fantasy football drafting month right now. Underdogs, the easiest place to get all your fantasy football and the best place for best ball. Best ball is the, the mania for is right now. It's the largest fantasy football tournament ever Get in the championship ready for your home league by using best ball from underdog fantasy. All you do is draft one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. Underdog sets the best lineup for you every single week. Try it out with underdogs, best ball mania tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and it's bigger than ever. There's 15 million up for grabs in total prizes, including an absurd $3 million to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July. Visit UnderdogFantasy.com and find them in the app store and sign up for their promo code locked on. That'll give you your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's UnderdogFantasy promo code locked on to get double your first deposit up to $100. Bucks. Check out Underdog today. Check out Underdog Today is what I'm trying to say there. And for those of you that are new to us, because we are getting uh, not just a bunch of our everyday listeners, our Locos, that's what we call them. Uh, we are getting a bunch of new people as well. You can see down here below, Locos are the official uh, supporters of Locked On Chiefs. We're getting a lot of new folks. And if you don't know me, uh, i am been this host since the, the day we started Locked On Chiefs, as has Chris Clark. Uh, we come at it from different angles, and I come from uh, physiological, strength, conditioning, coaching perspective and one thing that i always tried to emphasize is that it pays to be a gamer it pays to raise your level of play as you get into competition and i think that's what we're witnessing across the board for the wide receiver group uh started out hot uh obviously uh kt was there for for just half second and so that meant sky Moore was going to step up and we've seen him do that and he's been very consistent from what i understand uh from everything that i've seen as well and then Uh, You have other guys that have to play into that role. MVS has been making some plays in camp. Uh, Justin Watson had some drops early. Looks like that's completely corrected. He's been making some plays. It's the young guys and the new guys that have been really stepping up. Rasheed Rice looks to be the real deal. And I think that he's more than solidified a spot. He already had one anyway because of the draft capital that went into him. But he's living up to it. And I really like the way that he carries himself. Once he has the ball in his hands, uh, I think he's going to survive contact in the NFL better than a number of guys that are on this roster right now. I think he and Sky Moore are, are going to be guys that can, can grind out those tough yards on passes that aren't necessarily the easy ones to catch. So keep an eye out for that. I think it's going to be really exciting. We've had the phenom that has been Justin Ross, been coming up. He continued that again today. And it's not just that he's showing his athletic ability like we, we haven't seen really since Clemson. And you guys know that I've been cautious about saying that he can make this roster. Even Mitch Holthus today uh, on the official show was was trying to throw his hands up and say, everybody, you know, take it easy, especially from the fantasy value, because I know everybody's looking for a, a fantasy receiver on this roster. Those are hard to come by any given year. So um, even when Mitch is slowing down the hype train, I think you got to take that into account. But there is no denying that he continues, Justin Ross, to make progress and be available on plays, When something does go wrong, that's the next step. I I think we forget sometimes that Demarcus Robinson was was really, really good at understanding what Patrick needed when the play broke down and making himself available on the route, on the comeback, on whatever it was. And it feels like Justin Ross is starting to get an inkling of that. Um, I hope that that's the way that works out because he's pushing for a roster spot, and I think he's going to get there at this point. A lot of other media is starting to come around on that. The other guy that all of a sudden, after all of this back and forth, uh, Patrick Mahomes has a few kind words to say about Richie James. And now all of a sudden, everybody that has a show in this space seems to think, oh, well, now he's there. We've been telling you that basically since day one about what Richie brings to this roster. Patrick is starting to trust him pretty relatively, and I think that's going to be key. So Richie James is here. Now you got to talk about the dark horse who's really making a name for himself. I told you he could be a punt returner the day that he signed to Kansas City. We've been talking him up here on RGR Football because I really do believe Nico Romigio can bring something to this roster, and it's starting to click for him. He's making plays on the offensive side, not just in special teams. I think we're really, really pushing, and you guys have heard me say it before, seven wide receivers is not out of the realm of possibility. In fact, next week, uh, starting on the Monday show, Chris should be back. We're going to do a little breakdown about what some of the scenarios are. I'll build you guys some graphics that we can watch. So if you're not subbed here on YouTube, make sure you go become a subscriber on the YouTube channel so you can see the visuals. If you're listening on audio, please stay on the Spotify and the Apple too, but jump onto the YouTube platform as well because there will be days like Monday where you want to see what we're talking about as well. Um, and we can go through some of the snares about how this could come together for the 53. Nico's the guy that's going to be one of the wedge guys. He's going to throw a, a wrench in the plan because of the way that he's been able to perform. And I think that's intriguing. And I think it's something that can really pay off down the line. Is he a thicker version of, of Wilson from back in the day? Possibly. Is he a guy that at the very least can play teams for you, whether it's a return or another role Yes, I think he definitely is, and with the departure of a couple of key special teams guys, I think that's going to play in more and more. So, do we get to seven wide receivers on the fifty-three? I think it's completely viable. We'll talk more about that on Monday. But if not, I think you have to give serious consideration to Nico Ramisio now and what he's what he's able to do in in all phases of the game. There will be someone that makes this team solely to play the special teams. We can talk more of those options on Monday as well. Maybe we'll we'll add that in as, as a, another look uh, from Tobe's perspective. But I want to get into the risers and the fallers outside of these two positions and what the warning signs are right now because I think we're all really happy with a couple of aspects of this team, but there are some warning signs that we should be paying attention to. And if we're not, we're going to get surprised. So on the backside of this, we'll talk risers, fallers, and warning signs. Thanks for hanging in here. Make sure that you are liked and subbed and you hit that bell. We're going to have more for you tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to do some bonus episodes over the weekend, hopefully, depending on availability. Uh, so keep an ear out here or an eye out on the YouTube channel, whichever you're doing. Warning signs, risers, fallers. We talked about two particular positions uh, that they are coming on. On the special teams and the, the depth here, you see Mike Edwards and Shamari Connor playing together quite a bit. Uh, you're getting those reps to be kind of uh, the third and fourth. Uh, and Mike's been very fortunate in getting some great tips. Uh, a couple of takeaways in the last couple of days. Chamari's been in on a lot. I think for the corner group as well, you're seeing Nick Jones continue to make PBUs, to be a, a, a NAT and a presence in the pass game that he has to be. I, I'm... It makes me even more sad for Nazi Johnson and his injury because I think this battle was going to heat up quite dramatically. When we get to the first preseason game, we'll see how that translates onto the field against an opponent rather than teammates. But keep an eye on Nick Jones and what he's pushing for. Uh, You also are seeing more competitive uh periods out of the line units. Uh, we talked about the defensive line earlier. Well, we're also seeing that not only – are we getting good, solid play from Juwan Taylor and Donovan Smith? That seems to be the consensus from everyone there, um, both uh, the beat reporters that I've spoken to as well as uh, my spies in the crowd. But the bigger thing is the depth with Ye Morris and Prince Teguanago and Lucas Niang all taking reps, starting to rotate. Lucas playing over on the left-hand side some today. You saw Wanya playing over on the right-hand side again. He's been getting reps with the ones at the left tackle side. So uh, I think the search for who is going to be the swing tackle is definitely on. And what we thought maybe was going to be a possibly weaker position group now looks like they're going to have the depths to be able to sustain injury if it happens to the older Donovan Smith, uh, be able to, to switch it all up and flip sides if that happens, or you have to go in at right rather than just replacing him at left. Uh, options are always good on the offensive line. That will also be some of the scenarios uh, that we talk about on Monday in terms of the makeup of the 53 and how we're going to get there. So keep an eye out for that. If you're going to camp this weekend, um, if you can get there early, my suggestion is you go down and you see the O-line, D-line 101s. I think that's an early period, uh, at least it has for a day or two. I'm not sure how that will go down tomorrow. But get a good look at them because it's been very light in terms of um, the media's publicity on it. But this is going to be key. We always talk about protecting Patrick Mahomes and what you have to have. Well, that's one of them. There's plenty more that you you really want to make sure that you're squared away in the trenches on the offensive side and that you're able to attack the passer on the defensive side. So get a good eye on that. Now this is where we get to warning signs and a couple of things um, that I am reluctantly um, forced to acknowledge here. And one is that luxurious knee has been out multiple days with knee issues, uh, some, some swelling. I don't know if it's joint inflammation, if it's water, we'll see, but that's starting to be something we have to be concerned about. Um, he has had a pretty light off season in terms of OTA participation. Now camp participation, we got to keep an eye on that. It is another reason though, that the the team has invested so heavily in in young and even rookie DBs because they could need them. There's a great group there, but you still want to have your leader. Now Trent McDuffie's been taking up the slack. So although Legarius's knee is now a warning sign, on the positive side, you have McDuffie who I think has been able to really take some steps forward. There are folks that believe uh, he is pushing Legarius to be the top corner on this roster. If that's true chiefs are in business because if you have two guys that can play at that caliber you are going to be able to stop a lot of comeback attempts and a lot of passing attacks that's what we're looking for the other warning sign is jody forts shoulder is still bothering him still not a full go that's a little problematic because noel gray seems to be coming on matt bushman is having a great camp by all accounts jody's got to get out there and, and show that he can do that he seems more fit. He's, he feels more rocked up from what we've seen of him, and I'm, I'm hopeful that he can put it together. I know some fans are getting to the ends of their rope. I don't know that the staff is, but we're going to have to keep an eye on that. And then secondarily, uh, Drew will missed practice today as well, and that's uh, a little bit of a concern. It looks like there's uh, something going on on the right side of his body, lower body, uh, with a compression sleeve on his right leg. That's something to keep an eye on as well. If you're at practices over the weekend, uh, definitely keep your eyes out for what's going on there. And let's review real quick. Uh, There is practice on the 4th. There is practice on the 5th. There's nothing on Sunday. Sunday, August 6th is a day off as then they come back for three practices and get ready uh, for the first preseason game on Sunday. They're going to have a couple of days off there just as they, they get up to kickoff on that first preseason game. So keep yourselves aware, keep your, yourselves prepared as well. The things that I'm looking to, to step forward now uh, as they, they get through these next couple of practices is how does Tommy Townsend come back? Looks like he's got a uh, uh, ankle sprain, but it's not terribly um, bothersome uh, according to what we understand at this point. And I think the big thing for me is going to see how much work Does Turk work and start to get in? If you missed uh, a lot of the information on Turk, uh, we went over it yesterday. Make sure you go back and listen to that show as well. Um, But that's where we are. Those are the warning signs and the risers and fallers here. A lot of good news coming out of camp. It's going to be about putting it all together and starting to actually prepare for ball games That's coming in the next few practices. So enjoy camp while you can. I hope that you guys are ready. Make sure you like, sub, and hit that bell. If you want to receive text messages information updates. If you want to have conversations with Chris and I, you can do it on our text line. Go get subbed over there at 816-357-8781, and you can get in the mix as well. I hope that you guys are prepared for a good weekend, another couple of practices. I certainly am, and we'll have more information if anything breaks on Chris Jones. Uh, we're hoping to get an update soon. Uh, maybe the situation is thawing. We're hearing little, little bits and whistles, but nothing concrete at this point. So let's hope that the ice is thawing, we're going to get down there. As soon as we do, you guys will know from us. So, thank you for your time. Check out another lockdown show for your favorite opponent. Maybe you want to check out the Bengals show. Maybe it's the Raiders show. I think there's good information out there. So, thanks for spending your time with me today. I really do appreciate it. And for those of you that have been asking, yes, Chris is going to be back with us next week. You're going to get a look at him and we will go from there. So, thank you all for your time today. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you now.